much for joining us tonight. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. And if you will wait just a few moment, moments, we're going to let a few other people join us before we get started tonight. Okay, we've had a few other people join us, and so we are going to go ahead and get started. Um, well, thank you so much. We want to welcome you to the eighth grade academic and college planning night. We're so excited to get this time together, and we would love to start this evening tonight with prayer. And so if you will, uh, bow your heads and join me in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time that we get together tonight. Thank you so much just for the ability to be a part of the legacy community. And Lord, we are ultimately thankful for the work that you've done on the cross. Um, and we're thankful that each and every student gets to learn more about you during their school day and blend their academics and their faith. Um, and Lord, what a foundation this is for them. And so we're grateful for that. Um, and we don't want to take that for granted. Uh, thank you so much for each family that's here tonight and those that might watch this later. Um, we just pray a special blessing over them. And God, we pray for our eighth grade students. We pray that as they um, walk through these next years at Legacy, that you would just more and more show them how you gifted them. And we know that all of those gifts come from you, their talents, their abilities, their intellects. And so I just pray that you would reveal more of those to them. They would become more self-aware of the gifts you've given them. And ultimately, Lord, use those to honor and glorify your kingdom. And so thank you for this time tonight. Bless it. And Lord, help us um, to, in everything we do, honor and glorify you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, thank you so much again for joining us. I see we've even had more people join us. And so how I want to get tonight started is we would um, love to introduce you to Megan Hanna. Megan serves as our Senior Director of Academics. And so I'm going to go ahead and turn the presentation over to Mrs. Hanna. Hi, thanks, Rebecca. And welcome, fabulous eighth grade parents. Um, and I'm sure some students, too. Um, we're so excited to have you here tonight. Um, just a couple of quick housekeeping things. If you've joined a town hall for us previously, um, you know that we utilize the chat throughout the presentation. So if you have any questions that come up, please know that myself, Miss um, McIntosh and Jeff Beal, our director of professional schools program, um, are all gonna be on the line to help answer those questions throughout the program. Um, at the end, we'll have a little Q&A session to try to highlight some of those. And in the event that you have any other questions, we are available anytime you'd like to make sure that you have what you need going into this next um, world of, of high school. And so we're ready to, to work with you and excited to have your student up here. So, so here's what the goal is of tonight. Our tonight is really here to take you from, from, from this understanding of not really knowing what's going on because it's a brand new world um, of high school to taking it into this idea of really understanding what you're gonna do. So it looks like from this, hopefully, to this. 
so cheesy in that, but our, really our goal is to get you into better shape of understanding um, exactly what you need to know going into course selection, because now it feels like it all matters. And, and I promise it does, but at the same time, you've got amazing partnership here um, with us to, to try to figure out the best path forward for your student. So let's talk about this first, is because one of the things that's important for you to know um, is understanding the LCA core requirements. So when we talk about our core requirements, we're talking about what does every student leave legacy with? And in this case, you'll see on here, it's a lot of those core classes, um, Bible, English, history, math, science, world languages, um, fine arts, and then athletics. And we have a million other courses for them to take, and we're excited to share those. But let me talk just real, real quick about this legacy core. Um, so you'll see on here, there's actually three credits of Bible that are needed before graduation. Um, and this may sound interesting, because sometimes people are like, well, why does it every year? Um, but in the end, our Bible class in ninth grade, um, we were able to do something really unique and combine our Bible and history class, um, which allows our students to both um, really get a historical perspective of the Bible um, and also allows us to build in some margin for their class schedules later. So that's why you have three credits. And then there's actually a biblical worldview, which is like your application of understanding how to use the Bible in a potential uh, vocation or understanding in a different environment. Um, and that fulfills that fourth Bible credit later down the line in the biblical worldview, which is gonna be in our professional schools program. Um, in here, you'll also see there's four English requirements, three years of history in that. Um, our math requirements has four years. So all years, all four years um, with a required algebra one geometry and algebra two. Science has a required biology, chemistry, and physics with four years of science, so they'll have a science each year. Um, world language, there's two different years required in a single language um, for world language. Um, for many of you already know this, is, is there's already, you've already been exposed to a language offering. Um, so we have Spanish and Latin that's offered here. And in those, if you, I would strongly encourage if your student started a foreign language this year, um, say started Spanish one this year, we obviously want them to continue that into Spanish two the next year. If not, no problem at all. Spanish one and Latin one are both offered at the freshman level for this next year. Um, we want to make sure that kids get in and continue that language so that we maybe even continue down to farther languages, um, our Spanish three, Latin three, um, or even some of our AP offerings in the future. Um, there's also one fine art requirement, and we'll talk about some of those core fine art options in here in just a second. Um, and then one athletics or PE credit that's typically fulfilled through a, um, a sport that the, a student is involved in at school, of which we have a million great options, um, or an off-campus athletic program if your student is involved in some athletic program off-campus. Um, that's actually handled through um, our fabulous assistant principal, Mr. Lynn Dupree. So if you have any questions about that, you can direct them his way. So let's go on from there, because we have our legacy core, which we said is what every student has, right? Um, but our next piece is, is our really unique to us program of the professional schools program. And in this, your student actually goes down one of five different tracks. So these tracks are outlined in this, this presentation here, looking at a possibility of going down a business track, engineering and technology, fine arts, humanities, or medicine. Um, and in this, we actually talk about understanding how you get there. There's a lot of amazing things they can do in this, but, but how does your student choose this program? So let's look at this next slide. I'll talk to you about just a couple of things to know. Because a lot of people ask, especially as freshman parents, uh, incoming freshman parents, you wanna make sure that your student is ready for all the things that high school has to offer and then how to prepare for college. 
Um, but what I want to assure you is that in the end, this whole process is over, overseen by an amazing team. And there's lots of resources available for your students to make sure that they know exactly how to, the, the best path for them. So the good part is in ninth grade, there's lots of choices that they make, but a lot of that is sort of scripted um, for them as they go through. However, um, we also start working with them in our freshman forum, which is a, a time that they, the freshmen meet together during activity period um, to make sure that they um, are able to understand some of the new challenges high school brings and also to give them exposure to programs like our professional schools program. We use Youth Science, which is a technology tool um, to help identify strengths for your students. And then you'll see this picture of these five fabulous people here. And this is our amazing Dean team that represents each one of those schools we talked about a second ago. And these wonderful people partner with your student to really try to make sure that they're making um, selections about their school and pathway that are gonna best serve them in the future. So what I can assure you on is that we've got your student in this and we're excited about partnering with them and you in the process of making those decisions. But this actually, that big decision doesn't actually really come until about midway through freshman year. So going into freshman year, the main part of your course selection is really gonna come in the core credits um, and, and some electives that might direct some pathways, but may just give some exposure as well. So no fret, um, we've got you covered on this and are excited to partner with you on that. So let's talk about this course selection process. And so please forgive, I know this slide may look daunting. I promise I just want you to see it. Um, your student and I will be going over this in depth but I want you to have a little bit of an understanding of what's gonna be happening in the course selection process. So every year I get the pleasure of going over and meeting with all of your eighth grade students. So that will be happening over here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and in that we talk about really how to make wise decisions about courses that they're gonna take next year, both for academics and then for balancing load with other um, extracurriculars, um, choosing great electives or fine arts programs for them, um, and really just trying to make sure that we get them started on the right foot in high school. So with that, we do this for both eighth grade coming up to ninth grade and then for all of our years afterwards. And each of this on this course selection sheet, you'll see on here, each section has the classes offered for that course uh, or for that type of course. Um, and then potential prerequisites. So let's say we look at, um, at Bible and history. So notice on there, it's, it shows two options for Bible and history, ancient world history and theology and honors ancient world history and theology. There are no prerequisites for ancient world history and theology. That's the course that any student coming into ninth grade could take. So that is one selection that is available for any student in ninth grade. The other option is the honors track of this course. And you'll notice here, it does list a prerequisite. And that prerequisite, which you'll find is pretty consistent throughout, is a 90% average or higher in the previous honors history class. Um, and that's or teacher recommendations. So know that that 90% or higher, that's essentially just your point of automatic admittance. That's not saying that you have to have a 90 or higher in order to be able to do this. That's just the place where we say you're, you're definitely qualified. We're going to push you or give you an option to take that class. Um, the teacher recommendation actually comes. I also, in meeting with students, I also go and get to meet with every one of your students' teachers um, to try to procure some of those recommendations up front. So I look for, um, I talk with the teachers to try to get recommendations for your student. So when they get this sheet, they're actually going to see on here my initials on all the places that they meet the prerequisites for. That means either meeting the grade or meeting the teacher recommendation. 
So let's say your student gets their sheet and they don't have a, a meets prerequisite initial from me on honors ancient world history and theology. I want to be very clear that does not mean they cannot take the course. However, that means that we would encourage maybe another conversation with the teacher to try to forgive, figure out what places, what's best, what areas they might want to improve or work on in order to get to the next level. Um, and we encourage that conversation as a really great partnership for our teacher with the student um, to help make them the best possible learner as they go into this next, uh, next phase of their high school career. Um, so in that, I'll be meeting with students to talk through these re uh, requests and, and prerequisites, and then also the process in which they would take in the event they want to ask a teacher to, to give them a recommendation, and they didn't have it on the initial sheet. So one thing I do want to notice here, or want you to notice here, math is one that comes up as a question point for me on a regular basis. Um, so just looking at that math option, you'll see in here that your student has three different options for math as they come in as a ninth grader. In ninth grade, we offer Algebra 1, Geometry, and Honors Geometry. So a quick note, if your student is currently enrolled in Transitional Algebra, then their next course is Algebra 1. And that's because that's our foundational course in math that we want to make sure that every student has before proceeding further. And, and just again, to be clear, coming in with Algebra 1, they still have all the opportunities to take great math courses throughout this class, throughout the program, and to still pursue all the different offerings of our professional schools program. So we want that foundation, but if your student is a transitional Algebra student, they'll want to make sure they take Algebra 1 next year. If your student is currently enrolled in Algebra 1 or Honors Algebra 1, then they'll choose from that geometry or honors geometry based off of prerequisites um, and trying to make sure that they're prepared for, um, for that next level. Um, same thing goes for the rest of these courses. And then on the right-hand side um, page, you're actually gonna see the fine art offerings, um, our study hall and electives. We're gonna talk about electives in just a second, but I wanna make a quick note about our study hall and LLC. In the event that your student has qualified for the LLC, meaning they've worked through our LLC director um, to enroll in the program, then you want to make sure you select LLC as a class period in the day. Our Legacy Learning Center is, is fulfilled throughout a period to make sure that we have a chance to really work with our students um, and support them as they work through their high school career. So that is an actual class period that they would want to select. In the event that your student is not in Legacy Learning Center, then they will select a study hall. And that's because we ask all ninth grade students to be enrolled in one of these two courses. That's to help protect them as they go in to make sure we build in some space for them to really understand and, and have time to work on some homework, a little bit of margin in the day, um, and to possibly lighten one of their days up. So every student will choose either Legacy Learning Center or a study hall. Um, you'll notice down below, the next one is your elective options. And in here, just a quick note, uh, a student who's enrolled in the Legacy Learning Center, since that is a supported study, study time um, and has a little bit more of a, a process that's happening in that period, we do allow Legacy Learning Center to also enroll in another study hall. Um, however, we do not encourage a student that is in study hall to have a second study hall as we want them to explore all of the options and offerings of electives so they can really work down that path. The same thing would go for a Legacy Learning Center student, um, but we just do open up that option for them in the event that they need additional support. So let's look on to the, the elective options because that's the next part that has the most um, choice in here. So I just wanna do a quick overview of options that your student has for electives um, as they go into ninth grade. So our Principles of Applied Engineering course is a, an amazing new course that we rolled out this year. And I'll tell you, it has just hit the ground running with flying success. 
I, I love this class because it's a really hands-on class that gives you a great overview of understanding sort of the different aspects of engineering, the design process, um, and really helps to frame up for students if this might be a potential career path down the line. Another reason I would definitely encourage a student, especially a student who's maybe interested in some of those hands-on things, engineering in the future, um, math science driven. Um, one reason I would encourage a student um, to take this class is because it's also one of the few courses as a freshman that really applies to a degree plan later down the line, specifically for our School of Engineering. Students also have the option to take photography, which is a great other application of a fine art, um, looking at really how to take beautiful photos and understanding editing process um, and really composition of photos, which has been really great for our students. We've seen some amazing work from them over the past couple of years. Uh, we also have Intro to Computer Science, which as a, a math and computer science nerd, I have to plug for as well, um, as I plug for all of these, because they're amazing courses. But our Intro to Computer Science program um, is a great place to start off, especially as freshmen, if they're trying to figure out a pathway, because Intro to Computer Science is a really great tool for helping to understand and develop logic skills um, and just understand how to build the building blocks of of both um, the, the digital world, but also just understanding how things work together. It's great for problem solving, a really great course uh, for any student that's possibly looking down that path. We also have yearbook. Um, yearbook is a class that is dedicated to our, our students that develop and create our yearbook. Um, and it is 100% student run and led. Uh, we have obviously a director that works with them, but they, they do the amazing work for the yearbook each year. And that's what this class is actually dedicated to doing. This is, it has an asterisk there because it is an application-based course. So in the event that your student is wanting to select this course, um, they'll select it and then we'll go be sending them an application after the fact. Um, you'll see there's a, actually a choice to choose multiple different options, a first and a second choice for, for these different electives. So in a yearbook class, we'd encourage you to make sure there's a secondary choice in the event that the application or you don't make that, that group for this year. Worship Arts is another class that is also, it's an application audition based class. Um, and this one's near and dear to my heart because I've gotten to work with it for a long time. Um, but this class is essentially makes, made up of the students that lead worship for our, our whole student body each week. So this could be singers, um, guitarists, drummers, pianists, um, all different musicians that might be uh, applicable for a worship team or worship band type setting um, that are interested in sort of pouring into this aspect of their um, their life when they comes to an elective. And then you'll see there's an option to take a second fine art. So you'll see, we'll, I'll pull back up here, the, the list of all the fine art options that we talked about uh, or we saw on the previous screen. Um, in this, we have art one, which is your studio art. Um, we have band, choir, digital design, which is essentially a, um, a digital application of some art skills, um, diving into some Photoshop or Adobe Suite tools um, and understanding that digital composition. Tech theater is gonna be our technical theater program that dives into behind the scenes of the theater world. So how to build sets, how to work the sound and lighting programs for, for different productions. And then theater one, which is our acting course. Um, a lot of these can be paired up together. So you could do art one and digital design as digital design has a lot of art foundation expanding in there. A lot of students choose a choir and theater, um, especially if they're looking down some of the musical theater routes, but there's lots of great options. So those are the elective options that your student will have going into their ninth grade year. 
So the next piece is just talking about the final part of what you do is in the end, you have to choose eight classes. So we have eight different classes to choose within the day, um, four on one day and four on the other day. So in this, this is gonna be a sheet that your student gets also to help outline what you're gonna do when you make your course selection. Um, so in here, you'll notice there's a selection that you're gonna make for Bible and history, meaning you're choosing either the on-level ancient world history and theology or that honors ancient world history and theology. A selection for English, math, science, foreign language, fine arts, where you're gonna choose a first and a second choice of fine art. And that's to make sure, reason we have first and second choices in there is really to make sure that we can accommodate the core classes that you want. Um, and we'll always do the best or our best we can to make sure we can accommodate all of your selections. But those are ones where it gives us a little bit more space to make sure that we can make a schedule that works really well for you, you your student. Um, everybody will choose either study hall or an LLC. Um, and then an elective choice where you'll again make a first and a second choice. And this will help guide you because your selection process is a little bit different than some others as your selection process is done in RenWeb or FACS. Um, so there's, I'm going to send you really clear directions on how to make this, this happen, but you'll make all of your selections in there and it will mirror this. So this is sort of your guide to make sure that you understand everything going forward. So let's talk about the timeline for when this is happening. So you have an understanding of sort of when this is coming. Um, so on the 1st and 2nd of February, I'm gonna be coming over to the, the middle school to meet with all of your students, to really talk about this course prerequisite options and really walk through different choices. Um, I'm gonna meet with them during a study hall period or potential other spot in their day that they have some space um, in order to really talk about about how to work forward and make sure they're making uh, good choices. This is a great time for me to get to know them and ask, answer questions that they might have. On February 5th, our course requests are gonna open in Facts and RenWeb, and you're gonna get an email from me with clear directions for how to go through that process. From there, you have a month to make those decisions. We want you to have this great discussion as family, figuring out the best way to start off high school. Um, and so there's a month of that time to make those decisions and complete that course request process in RenWeb. Um, in that time, I wanna make sure you understand um, I'm your partner in this and I'm here to help and answer questions. So if you ever hit a point in time where you're, at, you're wondering about how to make this choice um, or want some recommendations, that's what I get to do is I get to work with our ninth grade students as they are choosing these courses. So if you have questions, don't please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, once those course requests close in early April, you're going to get a, basically a final sheet that shows you all the selections that you made just so we can make sure that everything is um, is set and that we're all in agreement on the courses for next year so we can build a great schedule for your student. So as we wrap up, there's a couple things just to keep in mind. One thing is really understanding that that this um, oops, there we go, um, is that this is not a decision that impacts so big that, that this is deciding their whole life. This is our one year. And the beautiful part is, is anything that has done in freshman year can't totally uproot things that they want to do in a, in a sophomore, junior, or senior year. Um, so this is not deciding their whole life. This is just deciding how we're going to start things out so we can get them to a great finish point. Um, one thing to note that does help, not doesn't make or break, but it does help, um, is if a student has chosen um, or is, is interesting, interested in choosing a medicine or engineering school concentration, they may want to pay attention to, to math and science um, because in that it's really nice on those 
typically those are going to require more advanced math and science courses. So it may be really a good time to start pushing or, or making sure that you're qualified for an honors science or honors math. But the most important thing in this is that God's got this and he's got your kid. And I promise we're there to partner with you and with, with him on the best path forward for your student. So, so that's the sort of the, the long and short of it. I know a couple of people have asked some questions in the chat. I'm gonna answer some of those as we go on to the next part of our presentation. And if there's any repeated, I'll come back at the end to try to follow up. Um, but like I said, if you've got questions, please don't hesitate to email me. Um, I want to make sure that you, you feel confident about your student coming into high school. We're so excited to have them. Um, and I know that it's gonna be a great year. So, um, so please make sure if you've got any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, at this point, I get to turn it over to the wonderful Mrs. McIntosh, um, who's our Director of College Counseling, who's going to really give you some key insights into um, the college world and how to start preparing um, on this as you go into the ninth grade year. Thank you so much for passing it over to me and you did such a good job and I love just how you ended that, that God is in control. Um, and so I love that. That's how we want our posture to be as we go throughout all of your years at Legacy. And so I'm excited to get to talk to you guys tonight about the college discovery process. And so over the next four years, you're going to hear me talk about the college discovery process. And you might say, well, what does that entail? And I really think the college discovery process starts from the beginning of your child hearing about college, starting to talk. So for some of you, it may be a seventh grade tour you did on a family vacation of a college campus. And for some of you, um, it may be sitting down this week at the dinner table and asking a question about college, something that we talked about in this meeting. And so really from that beginning place where we start to brainstorm about college, all the way through seeing your child um, enroll in a university, go off, and start using the gifts that God gave them at the university level. So we're really, it's gonna span that whole timeline. And so I'm looking forward to these next four years and we're gonna go ahead and now I want us to look at just what our goals are to consider for this evening. Um, and so really tonight, I want us to look at the short-term goals. And so really I want you to walk away from better understanding the college application process, we don't need to know every nitty gritty detail, but we want you to see a big overview of what's to come. Um, we want you to know what needs to be happening now, and we'll cover that. A lot of what needs to be happening now, Miss Hannah just covered of picking the right courses. Um, and then basic skills of understanding test scores, verbiage that colleges may use, the application process. Really, we want to just start initiating those conversations. So that's the short-term goal of tonight and really the long-term goal. And my hope um, as I serve you and your family is to see your child find the best fit college. We wanna find a place that they're going to go and thrive and serve the kingdom. Um, and we want your child to become the best learner that they can be, not just for their time here at Legacy, but for their years beyond Legacy. Um, and then really your family just knowing what resources are available to use during your time here at Legacy. Um, and so what I want students, if we have any students on this call or for us to communicate um, with, with your child after tonight's meeting, is just really for our eighth graders to start thinking about 
uh, why are you going to college? And so we, we know that going to college is a very important thing, but we want to start educating on the why. Is it to train for a profession, um, to, to learn certain skills? And so having your child start thinking through that, having that conversation, um, and then really figuring out what do they want out of college? Um, I really like to flip the system around and we pay a lot of money for a college education um, and they're they're critiquing our students on um, their grades, the courses they've taken, and they're taking a deep dive into our students' profile. And we really want to look at colleges and say, okay, what are you offering? Are you offering everything I'm looking for in a university? So anything from a small school to a large school, private to public, are they offering diversity, retention rates, the cost, the financial aid given? We want to look at all of that. And so starting to look through how we're gonna start narrowing down our college list. Okay, and so what I want for tonight, I could sit here and I could talk to you about my you know, prior experience as a college admissions officer and what colleges are looking for or we could speak on just the experience as I've seen legacy students matriculate to college. But really what I want us to do tonight um, is, is not look at just my perspective, but I actually want us to look at a survey that's been done. And so if we go to the next slide, and um, we see that the Independent Educational Consultants Association produces a survey every year or every couple of years, and they give us this top 12 list. And so this is a list of 12 items that a thousand college admissions professional, professionals said that they look at when reviewing a student um, for admission to their university, and they've actually ranked them in the order of importance. And so what you're getting here is a general sense of what colleges are looking for um, and what you can start talking with your child about as far as um, the things that will be important as they start in the ninth grade and then evolve through the 12th grade. And so really what I see in this list from year to year, um, our lower numbers might change and fluctuate, but really we see the top numbers very, very consistent. And so you can see high school curriculum is going to be really important so what they choose to take um, grades gpa standardized test score these are going to be our key pieces of an academic review of a student and then we'll go through the others as we go throughout the presentation so let's go ahead let's simplify the process um, and really what I want us to do on the next slide, I've broken it down into bringing your A game. And so we're gonna go throughout this presentation. We're gonna look at um, a student's academic ability that they're gonna be showing a college. We're gonna look at the assets they're bringing to a college. And then again, that application, the college application and what a college is gonna ask for from our students. And so for academic ability, um, a rigorous high school curriculum is what they're going to be looking for. Um, they're going to look at a student's high school grade point average, so their GPA in high school. Um, they're going to look at standardized test scores, and then they're also going to look at a student's intellectual curiosity. Um, and so I cover all of these in my next slides, except that, inner, um, that curiosity piece. And so what that looks like is really more and more it's becoming important, not only a student being involved in their academic studies, their courses that they're taking at Legacy, but what, what are they pursuing outside of the classroom to learn? What books are they reading? Um, what academic 
competitions are they joining? Those are some pieces that more and more colleges are looking at and saying that that shows us that the student loves learning. They don't love just making an A, but they're wanting to learn and develop inside and outside of the classroom. So as far as the grades and rigor piece, and so uh, Mrs. Hannah did a great job laying out all of your options. And I know your students are in such great hands and um, I know they're gonna love having her walk through all of their options. Um, but as we think about what to take next year, I want us to think about um, the 85% rule. I think this is a really good gauge if a student is, is thinking, okay, I can take this, court, this course and I may be really, really challenged but I think I can get an 85 or above. I think I can challenge myself while keeping a high standard of my grade, then, then that's a really good gauge of, hey, let's bump up and let's take the more rigorous course. Um, one thing I want to remind ninth grade students, our upcoming eighth graders, I really want to remind them that grades from each semester are recorded on a transcript. And so I know it's different in a lower middle school um, but once they enter the upper school, um, each semester goes on their official transcript. And so this isn't to scare a student, but I never want a student to get to 11th grade year applying to college and say, oh, all of that comes with me. And we really want to encourage them that yes, each semester, it's really important to have a strong semester, do the best we can because that's part of our application. So that's semester grade. And then only grades earned at LCA during a student's ninth grade year and above are included on the GPA. So a student may have received credit in the eighth grade um, that for, for a high school course, and that would go on a transcript, but really just the courses taken here at the upper school are included in their high school GPA. Um, and then reminding students that your homework today is part of your college application. Um, it's the day-to-day um, work that they're doing that will help get them to application season. Um, and then here at Legacy, I like to remind families that um, we do calculate a GPA on a 4.0 scale. And then we are a non-ranking school unless a student is in the top 10%. So we actually do rank our top 10% students and that goes on to colleges if a student is in the top 10% for applications. Um, and then the last piece of that rigor that we're talking about um, in that academic review that colleges are going to be looking at is the admissions testing piece. And so um, I'm sure we're all very familiar with the SAT and the ACT. We've heard of it probably. Um, and so really, I want to communicate um, things, things with standardized testing are always changing, um, you know, used to colleges might have preferred one versus the other, but really at this point in time, colleges have zero preference, the SAT versus the ACT. Um, about 99% of our students actually do better on the ACT. Um, the ACT does show that it's easier to raise your score. So a lot of our students are submitting ACT scores only. Um, and then you'll also hear this verbiage, it's called super scoring. And so what that is, is basically encouraging students to take the ACT uh, many times. And then colleges will allow them to take it many times and pull their highest section score from each exam and average that to have your best possible score. And so that's why we here at Legacy really encourage our students to take the ACT once they get into the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade um, to try to get the best possible score. 
Um, and then on the next slide, I want to just cover with you, um, while these tests seem very far away, um, I don't want students become, to become stressed about taking these standardized test scores, but what I want them to know is that we are preparing them each step of the way to become more comfortable with them. And so here at Legacy, um, the PSAT is really a practice SAT, and that's gonna be offered to our students in the ninth, the 10th, and 11th grade. And so um, coming up in our next years, this will be offered during the school day. So students will be able to take a practice test and see how they do each year. Um, and then we also offer a pre-ACT. And so that's a practice ACT that students will get to take in the ninth and 10th grade year. So these are evaluation years to see which test do I prefer? Which one do I do better on? Um, and then once they enter um, really the 10th grade spring or your 11th and 12th grade year, they will be able to take at Legacy the district ACT. And so this is a real ACT that our students use to apply to college with. So as you can see, not to bore you with all of our standardized test schedule, but I want you to know there's opportunity to test and become familiar with them. Now, why do scores matter? Um, there's a lot out there um, changing with the SAT and the ACT. Um, but as of right now, these tests still remain very important. And so these scores matter because colleges look at them not only for admission purposes, but for academic scholarship purposes. And so it's still really important that students take these tests serious um, because it can mean a lot of scholarship dollars for them when they're looking at schools. Okay, so when we're bringing our A game, the next thing I wanna look at is the assets. And so what is the student bringing to the table when they're applying to college? So their involvement, their leadership, diversity, special interests, character and values. So again, this goes back to the survey of the top 12 things that colleges were wanting to see from students. And so really the passionate involvement, um, students being involved in activities that are not just lines on their resume, but activities that are meaningful to them that they want to do throughout, maybe they've already started with an activity and they do that all throughout their high school years. Something that uh, they can speak, speak on and be passionate about. Um, leadership, this could be leadership inside or outside of the school, um, but looking at diving deep into a program versus just skimming the surface of a lot of activities. And then next, um, really looking at the demographic and personal characteristics that make students diverse. Um, colleges are, I, I best like to describe this as like maybe a thousand piece puzzle during COVID. I feel like we all did puzzles. And so we're looking at a big puzzle and a college is trying to make up their freshman um, admissions class. And each puzzle looks a little bit different. And so we never know colleges are looking for all different types of students and diversity and special talents. And so think of that like a puzzle piece. And we, we want to make ourselves um, unique for that, that college admissions profile. Um, and then special talents, this could be things like music, theater, athletics, um, and then a student's character and values. And so we'll talk about in a little bit how this is seen. Um, maybe it's through an interview, a recommendation letter, but colleges wanna know this as well, that students coming in are students of character and value. 
So some tips is become a leader in school and outside of school. Um, and so I really want our, our students, ninth grade year is the perfect time to think about getting involved. We have things like Lead Legacy, a great program for their, them to get involved with, those clubs within the PSP program. And so really figuring out what they're interested in, what they're passionate about, and then diving in right away. We want them to get involved early and then be consistent over their time here at Legacy. Um, prioritizing engagement, thinking of quality versus quantity. Um, being consistent, like I've mentioned. And then I really want to encourage our eighth grade, almost ninth grade families to think through starting a resume. Uh, we have multiple classes where students will create a resume. So our business courses, and then in our junior English class, all students create a resume as part of their college prep. But I want you to think about now just creating a Word document that you're able to list out the things that you start doing in ninth grade. It becomes a lot easier if you've done that from the ninth grade on to really remember those service hours and all the activities that you did. So that's something you can be starting right now. Okay, well next, um, the last part of bringing our A game is the actual application. So this seems very far away. And, and to some extent it is, but it will sneak up on us. And so I think it's really good for you to be thinking through different components that a college will look for. And so a college is gonna look for um, an essay as a part of your application. They're gonna look through letters of recommendation and then demonstrated interest. So I wanna speak on these just a little bit. And so your essay is something that I always like to brag on our English department. Our English department, their junior year, helps all students write a college essay. So they're walking into the summer before their senior year with their college essay done. Um, and then our letters of recommendation, this is something that a student won't need to really do right now. But I like to remind students that this is a really good thing to remember as you're connecting with teachers, you're building relationships, you're choosing the classes you're gonna take. Um, these are the teachers that might be writing your college recommendation letters. So really take advantage of these small class sizes and use that teacher engagement. Show the teacher that, hey, this might be a, a subject that is a struggle for me but I'm gonna work really hard to do the best that I can do. And those are actually the courses and the teachers that end up being the best recommendation letters for college because they're able to speak on grit and determination and hard work. And then demonstrated interest. Um, and so this um, is something that probably becomes a little more important as we get older in high school. However, ninth grade year is a perfect year to start showing some interest. And so really demonstrated interest is the fact that some colleges have started tracking the interest you've shown in their university. So for example, um, every time you go visit a college, they're gonna ask you to fill out an information form, just documenting that you visited. Anytime we have college representatives come on campus um, during the lunch hour, they're going to ask you to document and sign, hey, give us your information. We'd love to send you more information about our school. They're actually tracking your interest. Um, and so this is going to be really important for students just to show from the ninth grade through the 12th grade year that they're interested in a college. And it is something that some of our schools track. 
And so really we've walked through the college application process. Um, you might hear lots of things about the college application process, but we can really break it down to those three categories. And we're gonna continue as you go throughout Legacy to talk more about these categories, to go into more depth, um, because I'll have new instructions for you next year at this meeting for how we can better prepare. Um, and so really what I want to do now is just communicate to you um, that my biggest role as your students uh, college counselor is being their advocate. So not only do I want to help them in the college application process, but I want to help them with anything necessary up until that point and through that process. Um, and so I really do my best to connect with colleges, um, to keep good relationships between legacy and colleges. And then the more that I'm aware of students' dreams and goals for college, um, the better I am to help them in the process to get there. Um, and so my goal is to find the best fit college for your child and just encourage um, encourage them in the process. And I just wanna remind you guys that my door is always open to answer questions, emails, anything I can do to help. And so as we go throughout the high school process, um, there's gonna be lots of ways to gather knowledge. And so um, really your next action step from here for college is just to be aware of emails I send, um, to be aware of upcoming college fairs. Um, I know you're inv invited to this year's virtual fair and hopefully next year we're having it in person, but come to the college fairs encourage your students when they're in the upper school to go to the the college table at lunch and talk to the college representatives there the more they can engage and ask questions the more informed they're going to be in the college application process so really that's all i have for us tonight i hope that through both of our presentations you were able to learn a lot I really at this time want to open it up. If y'all have any questions, you can send that in through the chat and I'll do my best to field those. It does look like we had a lot of questions come through. We've already answered. Um, and so we may not have that many questions now um, and know that we will always be able to follow up with you guys after this if needed. Um, one thing I do want to, one question I've seen come through quite a bit is will this, presentation be sent out. And so, yes, we've recorded this. Uh, we have our presentations. And so we will send those out to you guys. I'm going to have that passed over to me. So if, for our moderator, if you don't mind passing the, the, the screen over here. Hi, thanks. So uh, appreciate that. Um, I, I wanted to take a, a couple questions that came in the chat that I had addressed separately, but I do think they're valuable questions for some other people that may have some similar ones in there. Um, so, so in this, one of the questions that came up was, um, what happens if I was my student wasn't in an honors class this year and wants to take an honors class next year? I know that due to some of our class sizes and restrictions, we were we did have to limit a little bit more this year than some other years. So that may be the case for your student. If that's the case, I want to make sure you understand there's lots of ways in which we can start the process of making sure they're in the course that we want them that you want them to be in, and that's the best fit for them. So we do start that process, um, like I said, with the, the general prerequisites, which starts off with an honors class. However, um, we go down the route, the route of looking at teacher recommendations. And those teacher recommendations, I want to be clear in this, are, um, are ones that are applied to any student, regardless of the level of course they are, or they're in currently, and regardless of the grade. 
Um, there's often a reason I lean on teachers so much um, is, is to make sure that there's an understanding of, um, of really this, uh, how do you, how did you see your student work throughout this year? Um, are they going to be a good fit for next year um, in this honors class? And so um, I'll work with teachers. So they may make a recommendation for your student that's currently in an on-level class. And that happens all the time. In the event that they get their prerequisites and they didn't get a recommendation, they still have an option to go to the teacher to have that conversation to get a recommendation. Um, and I also will work with you if you've got questions or concerns or want to try to pursue a different path um, other than the recommendation that was made. Um, so that is there. The other one that, that came in um, was talking about sort of the eighth grade um, high school credit options, which is Algebra 1, Spanish 1, and Latin 1. So all of those classes um, count towards high school credit and will show up on the transcript for a student. However, they don't calculate into the GPA. Um, this is a little bit unique, but it does, um, we find that it benefits most of our students, um, but it will still show a grade on the transcript um, and does still apply towards their high school credit. Um, so that's one of the big questions that I had came, come in and wanted to make sure we addressed it. Let's see if there's anything else on here. Um, somebody asked about the, the question or the, the schedule for next year. At this point, we don't have, um, we're not 100% sure what that schedule is, but we are um, always looking at trying to make sure the schedule best fits our students and families. Um, so know that we take into account um, all factors for that and we'll, we'll get anything out, any new information out as soon as we can. Wonderful. It looks, it looks like we've answered all of the questions that have come through, um, but I really do encourage you all. Uh, I know we both put our emails up on the screen. You also can find our email on the Legacy website, but reach out to us if you have any questions. We would love to guide you through this process, communicate, talk with your family, and so don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for joining us and we look forward to working with you guys over your next few years here in the Legacy Upper School. Have a great night.